Welcome to another edition of Weekly Unwind. Doing it like only we can. I'm your boy, Diamond Keyson, and... And I am Dedrick, the human resource. Make sure it's <laughs> with a capital T. Baby, let's get into our week of 9 to 5 lies, tries, and alibis. Now listen, you all. Between me and you, don't tell Dedrick I told y'all. We ain't been able to unwind because he's been so busy weekdaying. So we're going to talk about the business because they did. So, Dedrick, I got to the human resource. I need to get into the business of the human resource. What is going on? Y'all, first of all, I missed y'all. Listeners, I missed y'all. I really did. Um, I <laughs> I really did miss y'all. It's been a it's been a last or a crazy last kind of couple of weeks, and not in a bad way, in a good way. Um, you know, as you as you all know, I've been talking about my journey with my career and everything that's been going on. And so, when Deirdre puts his mind to it, if there's a if there's a vision, there's a plan, if there's anything here above that needs to be executed, then guess what he's doing? He's making sure that it happens on all signals, cylinders, whatever you want to say, firing. So that's what's been happening. Um, I um, had a successful guiltless brunch, the 90s. Yes. Shout out to guiltless Coach Lenta, baby. We must yes. have that in our, in our true talk. The whole one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but just in, in my regular day today, you guys, I have, um, like I told you guys that I've been, it's, it's about making me happy. And so I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. And so after I've refinanced my house, I've had some things happen at work that weren't so favorable, but I kind of knew that that was coming because based off of the conversations that I've had, um, that it's all about, like, you you need to be somewhere where you know that you're going to be appreciated. Somebody can tell you all day long, your job can tell you all day long that they really appreciate your work, they really appreciate your uh, work ethic, all the above. As soon as they hang up the phone, walk out of a meeting, they're talking about you like you a dog behind your back. Uh, believe you me, because again, as the human resource and working in, in that arena, trust and believe me, I know this and I know this well. It's about being able to play the game. And so if it's one thing that I've learned how to do very well, it's just that. It's been a lot of trial and error over my career with playing this game, uh, especially with corporate America. But I've learned a thing or two. I can teach a few things. Um, I can <laughs> I can show you how to go down a slide, like Rescue said. <laughs> yeah, see a bitch go down a slide. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's it, it, at the end of the day, it's going to pan itself out. And and where I'm at right now is that what is for me is for me, and God's going to make sure that whatever it is that's supposed to be for me will be for me. So I've been, um, like I said, I put my best foot forward on um, on some movement, some traction. So I hope I'm hoping to hear. Some good news um, over the next, you know, week or so. Um, I mean, I will be turning 38 in the next week Come or so. so. Happy early birthday! Yes, I am excited. And thank God for allowing me to see it. Well, let me thank God in advance for me uh, being able to see 38. I'm gonna be on a cruise, y'all. So y'all gonna miss me again. I got to get out Come of here. On. I got to sail the ocean blue like Columbus. Come on, international <laughs> water. Now. With all of that, it's been a lot of it's been a whirlwind, like you said. Mm-hmm. Give me your mental health number right now. I'm probably a a good six and a half. 
Okay. Which is the come up. And the reason why I say oh. that is because there's been traction that's moved. I'm not, I've never been a person that's been stagnated. You know that, Diamond. Mm-hmm. For the world of y'all that listening, I've never been a stagnated person. I don't let no grass grow up under my feet. If I see that it's right. some change that needs to happen, then um, I will enact that change the best way that I know how and hopefully that it's the right decision that I made because we all know we don't know if we're making sometimes the right decision until the decision is made. Uh, but you, you, you utilize what you were taught, what, what, you're, what you were raised with, it, it, depending on your upbringing, uh, what you went to school for, the, the village that helped raise you. You, you kind of mold all those things together, and then you, got, you make a, the best possible decision that you can. Um, so I'm excited about, you know, what's to come. Um, you know, in my Martin Luther King of sports, arena i've had some things that have transpired um in my hometown that i am i am both pissed and excited about okay um and so for many many years i have to let you all know so i am from small town usa uh kentucky uh (laughs) yes small town usa right shout out to henderson (laughs) kentucky because i love my hometown don't get me wrong um i i I am history i am black history in my hometown i made history um, in Kentucky, so that's something that I will always be be proud of. Um, but it's being proud in a way that now, at, at about to be 38 years old, how do I give back and I'm allowed to be able to utilize what I've learned from an education standpoint, from a community standpoint, how to move and shake to make mm-hmm. difference in that of which where I was brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been a long time situation that's happened um, where a lot of our African American um, kids have and females. Um, it, let me just say African American kids, because I was a part of that too when I was okay. growing up. Um, where we hadn't been really, we hadn't had the opportunity to have a chance. And when I say mm. a chance, I mean in athletics. So. We all want, everybody wants to go to school, to go to school for free, get them an athletic scholarship. If you're athletic, if that's your thing, if you're right. good, all the above. But how do you get there? There's, right. you, you, there are opportunities that are presented to you. Your coaches are to coach you into a manner to be able to expose you to those avenues. And for many, many, many years, that has not happened. Um, There are a lot of my friends that I grew up with that should have done a lot better in athletics than what they did, but they were held back due to their Caucasian counterparts. Um, Mm. And it's it's been shown. And what happens is is that the parents get recluse a little bit because it's like we don't want to shake up nothing because Mm. our daughters, our sons play on these teams, and, yeah, it's wrong, and we can have conversations until we're blue in the face, but the reality of it is, is that my son, my daughter, is being taken advantage of in a way that it's taking them in reverse. So where they were great in terms of playing, their, being, their talent has not been able to be displayed. Mm-hmm. It happened to me. I, after, after freshman year, I stopped playing basketball because they told me that I wasn't good enough. Wow. So, I mean, kind of a, I kind of a, am in a, in a certain kind of way a Michael Jordan story. I'm not as big as him, but they told me no. I switched sports to track and field. I'm six foot five, y'all, for those who don't know, and I used it to my advantage. And right. when they told me no, I went to camps. They, my coaches, shout out to to my coach Ryan Rush, 
who was a decent coach. Um, he didn't necessarily know a lot about the hurdles, and he let us know that from up uh, from from jump and said, "Hey, listen, I don't know a lot about hurdles, but I'm gonna coach you the best way that I know how." Cool. So what did Dedrick do? Dedrick begged his mama and daddy and said, "Hey, I want to go to summer camp." So I went to summer camp to learn how to hurdle because what I wow. knew is is that my mama and daddy could afford for me to go to college. So I had to make sure that I put myself in the best possible position to be able to go to school from, I was always smart. I had a decent GPA. I was always above a 3.0, but that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to play sports. So I was, after all of that, um, I'm saying I was was awarded um, several Division I scholarships out of high school to big universities. Right, but but there are a lot of people that had the same opportunities as me that were held back and so now where I'm at at 38, about to be 38 years old, is that I now have to step up. And so what I've done is I've launched basically an attack, um, and I mean it, by in every letter of the word attack. Um, Literally. I have called on the school board. I have called on the people of the community, black, all the who, people from years past who've had issues before um, and and we're not able to play, we're not able to get scholarships, we're not, uh, we're not given the exposure. Um, and I said, y'all, I'm not, I'm not laying down on this. I said, at the end of the day, I said, my, my, my town is, and we all know this, is that if you've got the money, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the money, you can have all the talent in the world, but you're never going to be able to be exposed in the way that you need to. Mm-hmm. So I have taken it up on myself to launch a personal attack to have one of the coaches fired. Mm. Um, I am not playing with this. Um, it's gone on for too long. Now, hold Our on. Community. I need you to elaborate because I know, but they don't. Mm-hmm. When you say have a coach fired, we're not just talking over some humbug. I, mean, I need you to speak to how yeah. long this person has been in the position they've been in and why you're coming for their job. So this coach has been in this position for over 40 years, mm. way too long. Way too long. I graduated high school in 2002, and even before then, there was a lot of turmoil around his coaching style and who he played and who didn't get to play. And we would we would make it to the big dance and to state competitions, and we would lose because he wanted to play. I'm gonna be honest with you. He wanted to play the white girls, mm. and the white girls would get to start, and the other teams that was coming from other cities that may have been all black would pummel the hell out of us. And that's exactly what happened this year. Our team made it to um, to the state championship games uh, and lost in the first round. Now, hold on. Because- so t- <clears throat> to understand this, I need you to uh-huh. Are you telling me that the black girls were allowed to play all the way up to state championships? So, so they got the team to, state, to the state championships. We get to the state championships. It's now time to pick the starting lineup, and those key players that got the team there were not picked for the starting lineup. Is that what I'm trying to understand? So no. So okay. the the African American individuals were getting very little playing time during the regular season. So what what happens? A great coach does this. He looks at film of the teams that they're playing, assess the talent, and then makes the adjustment to his or her team to make sure that he has the best five on the floor. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't matter if, if Sally Sue has been starting the whole damn year. 
if we're playing a certain type of team that plays ball or plays whatever it is a certain kind of way, I have to put the five in that's going to be able to defend that. And that's what did not happen. It, um, he went with the same traditional five. And those girls that we played against, baby, they ran us down a hill. Yeah. Them girls beat the hell. Look, they was that. My hometown plays a slower game of basketball. The team okay. that they played played a faster game of basketball. But here's the thing: there were several components that were sitting on the bench that could have sped the game up to be able to compete. So mm. instead of him putting the, the those in the game that were going to actually change the trajectory of the game, he made them sit mm. as they got their asses beat. Wow. So, and because we all know when you go to state uh, state tournaments, your college coaches are going to be there. They're coming right. to scout talent. So we want to be able to make sure that everybody gets a chance to play. Well, <laughs> in real life, you want to make sure to get those a chance to play so that they can be exposed to if they hadn't already been exposed throughout the regular right. season. Right. Um, and for years, black the black females, the black males, when you make it to that level, have not had the chance to showcase. Therefore, they have taken steps back in their life. They've gotten to a place where they've gotten pissed off, quit in the middle of the year, or were kicked off the team for some bullshit, or just said, I don't want to do this anymore because I'm sitting on the bench when I know I'm better than this. And there's only one high school in my hometown. So it's not like oh, you wow. can just leave and go to another school to play unless you leave the city. And go to okay. a home, and, and we live in we we're a border city, so we live um, there right across the bridge from us is Indiana. So a lot of people take their children over to Indiana to play because they know they're going to have the exposure. Okay. Um, so I'm saying all this to say that I I took it up on myself, you know, being who I am, and you know, I, and I made the example of as a child I spoke as a child, mm-hmm. as a man I speak and I act and I do. As a man, and I took as a child and listened while I was the child that was being abused in the situation. Mm. And I say abused because it, it, it's abuse in any in any form for anyone else that had to take that kind of abuse because we were as talented, as good as this. our parents may not have had what a lot of these other parents had, but what right. we were rich in was culture. And what you could never take away from us is our talent. But if you can, if you if you deprive me from being able to showcase my talent, that is a form of abuse. Right. Absolutely. So I said, now as a man at 37 years old, do you continue to allow this to happen, or do you say fuck it and put yourself on the front line and say, listen, enough is enough, and hope that those of the community get behind you because they are tired as well. Um, And so it's been a good, it's been a good turnout. Um, Things are going to, are moving slow, but I will have you know that I have not backed down one bit. I have, I've sent emails. I got, I've sent warning signals. I got my people ready to go at any moment that if I need to take this thing outside of what needs to happen to make what, to make the most of what I need to make, make sense. Guess what? I, I'm like, oh, I'm like, uh, what's his name in Taken? I've been giving a certain set of skills. Come on. And so if you want me to unlock these certain set of skills, push me to a limit to where you're about to see a whole nother situation. And that's what you don't want to see. 
And let's be clear, so y'all know Dedrick is the human resource. He is the activist of us, too. But don't get it twisted, because what I did, hello, somebody. I made a phone call. Oh, baby. Right. I.E. Powers. I called Kimberly Latrice. Who I absolutely love. Okay. And I said to Kimberly, I said, listen, I don't do this often. I said, so you know if I'm calling, it is serious. And I explained to her what was going on, and she was ecstatic to say to me, when the time comes, just say go. Because her recent book was written in relation to the cheerleaders from the school in Georgia who um weren't allowed, who were kicked off of the cheerleading team because they took a knee with relation to supporting Colin Kaepernick. So she's mm-hmm. on this kick right now about this exact topic, and she got some top-name athletes with her. I said, oh, baby, they didn't poke the bear in the human resource. And now I didn't call the activists of my generation. They don't want these problems. Child, listen, and the fact that that we could get or you could get Kimberly Latrice Jones to even listen, although okay. I know she's super down to earth, um, but you know, and shout out to her because just, you know, she's, just hearing her talk sends chills through your body. And if you've never heard her talk, baby, listen, you need to look up Miss Kimberly Latrice Jones because I am excited to that if this thing doesn't do what it needs to do to be able to work alongside her and hone in on my own skills because mm-hmm. I, I've been dubbed the, the Martin Luther King of gay sports. Um, Come on. <laughs> Um, in this life, and, you know, somebody told me the other day, we was at, um, I was at a house party, and they said, Dedrick, um, I need you to know that even though you don't think people are watching, people are watching you, and what you've done in the community is nothing, nothing short of amazing, and I oftentimes need to hear that, because I really feel like that over the years, I've done a lot, um, and I'm not, I've never been awarded for a lot of things, and that's okay. I don't do shit to be awarded. Now, some of these folks, right. they want to have their wall full of trophies. Baby, if you come into my athletic room, I have a wall full of trophies and medals. I get, I've sure been there, do, done y'all. That. Lord have mercy. I've been there, done that. So it's not even about that. It's about making sure that tomorrow looks different. And then on the flip side of that, y'all, so my coworker um, going back to work, she said, Dedrick, do you ever get tired of fighting? Mm. And I paused for a minute because I was like, damn, girl, why you ask me that? Like, um, where did it come from? And, y'all, I have to say, and I, being an Aryan male, um, shout out to Aries season because we in full swing. Um, I never get tired of fighting. I absolutely never get tired of fighting. And the reason why is because I know that some of the skills and things that I possess have been instilled in me on the backs of people who fought Mm. for injustices that allowed me to have a certain power level to speak behind the things that I do. So can it be exhausting? Yes. But tiresome? Absolutely not. Because if I could, if I could listen, if I had my grandparents and ancestors down, I know that they would would say to me, "Son, keep fighting." 
you, we, we pick the right one because you, you, we, we know what's behind you. We know what kind of stock that you come from. If there's nothing else in you, you got all kind of fight because my mom is a fighter. Mm. And she instilled in us to fight for everything that we've ever when we And my sister, she can attest to this. Shout out to Jada. My sister's eight years older than I am. My sister I has fought. And she is a amazing mother, an amazing sister, and just an amazing individual because my sister has fought so hard in her life for certain things. And I've had to fight. My mom's had to fight. And I'm just so appreciative to be able to say, y'all, I'm not tired of fighting. I, I will keep mm -hmm. fighting. I will fight till I die if it means that tomorrow that when I don't wake up, that it says to somebody, change has occurred. Mm. So, Come on, change has occurred. Did you have to do this cinematic pause in between yeah. the words? Child? You know, I thought that. Damn, that's deep. Yeah. So with all that you've been going on, going that all that you've been going through at work, with all that you've been dealing with in a pro professional realm and just things coming up and making moves and making things happen, mm -hmm. we also have this personal fight, this personal attack against the generation, against the community, against those the underdogs, and you're taking that stance and. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to label this episode Keep Fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. But, hey, and, and I feel like we are in a time where that message needs to be delivered. Um, you, we, we can't sit in complacency. Complacency was what our parents did because they mm -hmm. stayed in jobs for 500 years and retired. Um, <laughs> what I'm not about to do. And there is nothing wrong with that. Let me let me make that very clear. There is nothing wrong with that. I, our generation now understands that what our parents, grandparents went through was circumstantial. Absolutely. Um, and now we have been able to be afforded to be more educated, mm -hmm. empowered, mm -hmm. um, using our voices when we didn't, when years ago, we didn't think that it, or it wouldn't matter. Um, right. Because the control looked different. Now yeah. the control is changing hands in certain Absolutely. areas. Absolutely. Um, and it's so crazy because at work, I had a conversation and I was like, let me tell you what we're not going to do. What we're not going to do. We're not going to have a conversation in the way. What you're not going to question is, number one, my intelligence, and two, the many years I've put in to be able to talk to what I do. Because if it's one thing I know how to do, and then, yes, I am still learning every day, but I can tell you one damn thing. I can talk to process, policy, Come on. <laughs> federal, and state law. Try me Come if you on. want to. Because I'll call it back to the human resource. Huh. You better ask somebody. If you don't know, now you know. Hey! Anyway, friend, enough about me, because I know you want me to talk my damn head off, because you don't want to be asked no damn questions. So we need to talk about show because we uh, two weeks because it's been a couple weeks, and we need to find out all that's good and perfect in your world because you got some things to tell. You got a story to tell about some things I've been through, but I'm here. Oh, wow. <laughs> so let me take y'all. I'm gonna put y'all. I'm gonna take y'all like my grandmother take y'all. Um, the Lord put this song on my heart, and it just says, 
We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in His holy word. Yes. He never failed me yet. Oh, um, I, that's where I'm at right now. So you all know what we talk about every week, um, the ins and outs of the job and the doing it for passion versus doing it for the money. And I got to a point, I got to a low that was so low that I had to look within myself and say, hold on now, hold on, keep fighting because you didn't do all this in vain. And, um, I had to trust in the Lord for some things. And he sent some answers to me. You know, it's funny because at a time when you're not seeking answers tends to be the time you get the most answers. And that's when my past two weeks mm-hmm. answers and just finding out reasons why he had me do what he had me to do and why I did it how I did it and why this was a specific time. So that's where I'm at. Um, you know, we're back in the swing of things. The world is back open. The municipality, open, open. hello, the municipality that I work for, they had a city council meeting recently, and they have now reopened back to the public. So not only is it back to being, you know, go mode, it's all the way go mode because the doors of the church are now open. But no, the, the doors are open. So, you know, I've been... I've been in this place of talking less and listening more. Ooh. Maybe that's a skill that many need to have. I had to <laughs> humble, humble myself accordingly because, like Dedrick said, one thing we know is what we know. And we are not afraid to talk what we know. But for me, knowing what I know isn't the question right now. Finding out what I don't know and seeking ye first the kingdom to yeah. figure out what he wants me to figure out, I had to stop talking. So I had to stop talking. I had to listen more. I had to open my eyes. You know, that, that prayer tells all this time, Lord, allow me to see the unseen and hear the unheard. And, you know, it's been, hello, it's been coming to light, and I'm good. I will say that. My mental health number, as I talk to you right now today, mm-hmm. I'm a good seven. And I'm a good seven. Come on, seven. Because, right. I'm a good seven because I've learned to accept the things that I cannot change. And the wisdom to know the difference. You better quote the serenity prayer. Because <laughs> my mama says that to me every other day. <laughs> you know, I'm there. And I say to myself, I am acceptable because God has chosen me. I am forgivable because God has covered me. And I am unconquerable because God's son loves me. You know, and I'm I'm just in this, I'm in this place. And, you know, it's funny. So, Dedrick can tell y'all, I will put a song on repeat in 2.2 seconds. Hello, somebody. You and me both, honey. This week it's been Kelly Price. I need a hand for my soul. You better show Kelly Price. And then, you know, I'm just, I'm there. And um, I went to Dedrick's house the other night, y'all, so I had to pull up on him, you know, like, like the whole thing. I had, to, I had to lay my eyes on him, child. Yes. We've been on go so much that even as friends, we haven't had a chance to catch up. So I had to lay my eyes on him, you know, just for that moment, we just got together and we loved on each other and we talked about some stuff and we laughed like we always do, but it was good, so... 
I'm at a seven. And with me being at a seven and Dedrick being at this six and he's going to keep fighting and I'm going to keep listening and I've humbled myself accordingly and he is humble enough to know that it's time for him to speak. And as we touch and agree, I got a question for you, Dedrick, the human resource. What is your unwind cocktail of the week? Listen, y'all, I am drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell y'all about what I'm drinking today. So first of all, let me give y'all a backstory. I had kickball games today, and I played volleyball. So those yeah. of you don't know, of course, I, I play about 100 different sports. So I am really, I'm drinking water and Pinot Grigio today. Come on, water <laughs> right and Pinot. I'm trying to be hydrated and tipsy at the same time. So <laughs> if that ain't a mixture of a mixture. It was a great day on the um, on the kickball field. We, our team did not win, but it was okay. Um Hell, you got you win some, you lose some, you live Hello. to fight another day. You do. Um, but I'm drinking a mixture of water and Pinot Grigier. <laughs> Hydrated and tipsy. That is uh, that is a moment in itself. With that said, we got to go pay some bills. We'll be right back with this edition of Weekday Unwind. It's your homegirl, Toya T, and you're tuned in to the Weekday Unwind with Diamond, Kisan, and Dedrick. Make sure you tap in every week as they keep it all the way real and help you unwind from the weekday. It's real talk in real time with real friends. And listen, you all know, so we didn't, we didn't give you all our weekday. Now... It's time to unwind. Now, of course, Ooh, I have to kick it off. I have to kick it off with the Guiltless Brunch 90s edition Coach Lanter, Dedrick the Human Resource for us sports, the Guiltless brand, Cynthia Bailey in the Bailey room across from the wine cellar. Baby, let me tell you all, for those who weren't there, because it sold out, so there were some trying Please. to get at the door who couldn't get in. So let's go there. Yeah, yeah. They had to get turned away. Sorry, not sorry. Mm. But um, mm. when you walked through the door, you were taking back in time to the era of the true nineties. I'm talking, hey. yeah, I'm talking bamboo earrings. I'm talking lollipops. I'm talking big cell phones with the batteries that only last thirty minutes. I'm talking. <laughs> Straight R&B and 90s music, TLC, we talking John B., Joe, Black Street, yes. baby. Everybody. Oh. Everybody. And then people had the audacity to dress 90s style. Baby, when I tell you it was like salt and pepper tea and we were in effect, I mean everything you could think 90s from jumpers and overalls to shredded jean jackets it was there and it was it was a thing so i'm going to kick off true talk with guiltless brunch atlanta coach lanta 90s edition as our topic to start dead wreck listen y'all so i am so this was my fourth brunch my fourth guiltless brunch in atlanta Y'all, I am, I was over the top excited about the 90s edition because everybody knows if you know me and you come into my house and my space, my car, whatever it is, I'm always playing something 90s. Mary J. Blige is my favorite artist. Shout out to the MJB. 
Um, and I, I grew up in a house where my sister, my cousins, my mom, my aunt pushed shit on repeat all the time. Like it would tear tape up, the CD up, all the above. So to me, like a lot of people throw 90s events because it's something to do, right? Like yeah. it, it's, it's an era type of situation. And if you know it right, you can do it right. And for That's me, right. I wanted to make sure to put all of the touches that I needed to put on this, this brunch to enact a, um, the reason why I called it Coach Lanza was because I wanted it to mimic a fair like um, vibe like Coachella um, and then being in Atlanta. So what, what do most people equate that to? It was like, hell, in the 90s you lived in Atlanta, it was Freaknik. So, <laughs> um, so it wasn't Freaknik, but I mean, it was there. People were there with their cross colors on, with their hot yes. tops on. All the food was filled with starches, and I did that on purpose. The menu was completely designed that way because we wanted the fair feel. So when you go to the fair, you're not getting no greens. You're not getting eggs. You're getting hot dogs, uh, corn dogs, uh, sausages, all that stuff. So the entire menu was built around that. The DJ, y'all, when I tell y'all, shout out to DJ Baby. 3XC. DJ this, 3XC! Child, he let us have it. For the entire four hours. And one thing I talked to him before we did, I said, you already know me. You've DJed a 90s party with, for me before. I don't want to hear nothing from the 2000s. I, it has to all be 90s. I want everybody on the floor. I want them singing. I want them dancing. And when I tell y'all, everybody throughout the entire day, every song came on, they were singing, they were dancing. It felt like being in the old school where people would go to the club and party yes. and dance and just throw their head back and just have a good time. And that's the vibe that I that I went for. And the one thing that I know that Dedrick does well, if he don't do a whole lot well, Dedrick brings the uh, brings the people together. And Come when on. he brings the people together, he brings them together in a type of environment environment where they are going to appreciate paying for if they have to pay for the event because it's going to fulfill a area in their soul, make them feel good, give them something to talk about, give them something to, to move to, shape to, vibe to, all the above. The bartending service was amazing. Um, Y'all, I just can't, I can't say enough. Like, it was a success. And shout out to Cynthia and Mal Bailey because they allowed me yes. to space. Um, shout out to my friend, my good friend Barry, who is uh, Mal's assistant, um, and we've been friends for a long time. Um, and he worked with us so well. Um, we were able to utilize both uh, the Bailey room and the wine cellar to do some things um, just with the Guiltless Brunch. And you just don't get those type of um, of perks of relationships unless you. To me, I'll go back Absolutely. to something I said in the very beginning. It's about treating people right. And so I, I do my best to treat people right, and hopefully in return I have returns like that. That, that happened on Forgetless Brunch. But, y'all, got to make sure that y'all at the next one. It's going to be in May. I have not decided on the date yet in May, but, baby, let me tell you something. Y'all better get y'all shit together and be at this well, next one because me, we sell out. <laughs> I want to, if you would consider, you know May is graduation month. Yeah. So if we can consider... You already gave us 90s. If we can consider an ode to graduation and do a class of 01 to 03 type reunion thing, because you class of 02, I'm class of 03. 
and we was given what we 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 we, we was we given what the fucking gave. Was given. Hello, you know. So like, oh, you know, whole, you know, like, I wanna do something like. So yeah, think about that. Think about a little graduation esque type mm. high school reunion. Everybody dressed for the yearbook pitches. We do this whole yearbook. Oh, okay, we're loud. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm writing this down. Let me tell y'all, and I just want to say shout out to the DJ, because even after the event was over, you know, of course, we stayed around to help clean up and stuff, and he was still pumping the tunes, but not just the tunes, the 90s. Like, he was giving it in a way where, you know how you hear a song and it brings you back to a moment or a a situation or something? Uh, It just, you just kept going back to these good spaces Good food, good people. Shout out to the vendors. I seen a shirt that said cannabis and coochie. Cannabis I said, and wait. Shout out to Goddess Goodies because, honey, she did that. <laughs> did her. Yo, every vendor. So, Dedrick has this thing where he definitely um, supports black. He supports black businesses. He wants you to buy black. Hello. And looking around the room. Every vendor had something so amazing at their table from the the artists who had this beautiful handmade artwork. I was like, oh, my God, like she was so talented. And then <laughs> Cannabis and Gucci just, I just, for me, I was just like, sis, every shirt she had, I'm like, yo, I get it. And, you know, it, it, it wasn't done wrong. It was done right. And I'm like, yo. Oh, it was a vibe. The backdrop. Y'all go to Dedrick's page or mine. Get into these pictures. Dedrick actually go to Dedrick's Instagram. He did a whole photo dump. I mean, it was. Oh, and then y'all know we normally do the 360 book. Me and him be side by side. One, I like. Oh, Ashanti, I want to rock with you vibes, right? But this time, honey. My good girlfriend tapped into the budget because she had that one that do pitches. It did boomerangs. It did videos. Yeah. She had options, honey. I was like, oh, Miss Mamas came with a coin, honey. <laughs> it was so cute. Yo, I love. So let me tell you all, this is my fourth Gillis Brunch. I've been every single one he's thrown, haven't gotten no discount on no ticket, I pay full price, so let's not get it twisted, because friends <laughs> support friends. Amen. All shade. All shade. Um, and I always, I was tired, let me tell you all, I had went and filled out my goddamn vending machines, I had went and did my three and a half mile walk, I was tired, I was war, but baby, I was going to Coach Winter. 90s edition, and I walked my ass up in there with my white jean, my little rip, my little pink, shout out to Black Icon, and my Black Icon shirt, and Dedrick's punk ass going to have on his pink (laughs) Chuck Taylor that was covered with my shirt. I was like, are you serious? Like, I had now no shade. I had on my, um, white and, uh, my white and lavender high top puma, cute as fuck, but the Chucks he had on was Perfect. I'm just like, yo, bitch, I should just beat you up and rob you right now, but it was okay. I have to. So, Dad, you tell me this. As the event thrower on a scale of 1 to 10, what was it for you? It was a 10 for me. I will, I will say that this one had the best vibe out of all the ones mm. that I've had so far. Um, and I knew that going in. I knew okay. this one would um, because there's so much tied to the 90s. 
Yeah. And if it's done right, then everybody's going to feel Baby, I done got 29 surveys already, and not one Come of them. Come on, 29. Tw- not, not one of them has not been one. a bad survey. <laughs> Everybody enjoyed not themselves. One. Not one. Not no, one. not one. Hello. Not, not a one. one. <clears throat> Listen, it was amazing. So like you said, the next one is in May. Be there or be square. Because, baby, it was bomb. So, anyway, in other news, I was on social media the other day. Did you ask you a question? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was minding my business on social media, and I scrolled something. And it said, I choose my friends based on what hot sauce they use. And I cackled so hard because I said, you know what? You can tell a lot about a person by what hot sauce they use. Dedrick, the human resource, what kind of hot sauce you use? Yeah, Frank's Red Hot. They made that up. I, uh, you put that shit I, on what? Everything. <laughs> and it don't get my, it don't flare up my, uh, my uh, acid reflux. Let me tell you. Come on. No acid reflux. And it got a good flavor to it. It ain't just spicy. It's flavorful. I want to know what y'all think. Do y'all feel, listen, do y'all, first of all, I know it's a joke, but I, I like, think about it. Can you choose your friends based off what hot sauce they use? But no shade. I do use some um, Texas Pete every now and then. So oh, yeah. About me? Yeah. yeah, I like Texas Pete, too. Uh, from time to time. You feel me? Now, now listen, though. I do realize I don't hang with a bitch who use green hot sauce. Like, me and that bitch ain't friends. Uh-uh, not green hot sauce. Who you, right. Okay. What? Yeah. Who said that? I'm just like, uh-uh. <laughs> I know. But uh. the hot sauce and choosing friends. The human resource. So you know how it's been this conversation of should you date your friend's ex? Oh, child, they'd have beat my ass on this uh, conversation. Listen, (laughs) merry go round and round. This has been, these past two weeks, everybody has been attacking Dedrick and Party. I mean, they, thank you all. For chiming in and sharing your opinion. I'm going to hold that conversation because we're going to do a roundtable. I ain't going to tell you who we call, but I call some people. We're going to do a roundtable. But. Child, he didn't call us Calvary. I I got a question for you, though, Dedrick. With that in mind, I wanted to take it back to something more personal. Would you date your ex? And not just like your last ex, any of your exes. And now here's why I ask this. I preface, I, I preface this with saying, I feel an ex is an ex for a reason. So with that in mind, Dedrick V with a capital T, human resource, would you date exes? So let me drink something y'all real quick. <laughs> So listen, my answer to that is, depending on time and space and atmosphere, I would explore it. Okay. And so here's my reasoning behind that. So whatever reason our exes are our exes, they are our exes in that time and space and period of time for whatever reason. Who's to say that you didn't grow, they didn't grow? Um, And... They've come back, you've come back, and said, hey, I openly admit there were things that happened. Um, and we worked well together. If there were certain situations that happened that caused us to break up, 
from an assessment standpoint, what does that look like? Does right? Can we work this thing out? It's really about having an adult conversation about the shit. So I feel like I would be open to at least a conversation about re-exploring with an ex. Won't necessarily say it's my most recent one. Right. Um, but um, I would, and I have, and uh, it has not worked out. But okay. I did. I did it because I felt like I needed to. If there were if there were wrongs that I needed to right, mm. um, that I needed to do that. I needed to be a man and do it. Um, and I needed me to own up to what it was that I did because everything is not everyone else's fault. Like Desiree mm. has to own, own his shit. Um, and that's a, a good lesson for all of us. Like we need to really all own the shit in our shit right. that we create. Um, and a lot of times that doesn't happen. It's that we, we click to, to want to point the finger at someone else. Absolutely. But let's, let's talk about the reality of the shit. Did you really point the finger when you should have been pointing the finger at yourself? Mm. So... Yeah, child, I would, you know, have an unpopular opinion. The kids going. I absolutely me. would. The fuck not. I. I know you would not. Just like I you just, won't. Here's my thing. For me, this is me, and only me. I can speak for myself. An ex is an ex is an ex is an ex for a reason. There was something at that moment in that space in that place that I felt, you felt, we felt we were not equally yoked. We should not be together. Now, yes time, growth, all that happens. But if we wasn't what it was supposed to be back then, I damn sure know we ain't what supposed to be at this point because I ain't even who I was back then. So for what I liked you for back then, bitch, matter of fact, I don't even like you no more. Like, you ain't even cute. So, no. But how did you like, get there, though? I feel people coming to our lives for a reason. For a reason and for a season. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a chip. Right. Now, with that in mind, for me, understanding growth, progression, and time, if we were apart then, only thing that growth can bring us is even further apart. We ain't about to grow to the fuck together all of a sudden. So let me take it back to you. The ex that you did give a second chance, what made you say yes in that space, other than trying to right some possible wrongs, what made you be like, hey, you know what? Okay, it may not be a bad idea. Well, part of the reason was because we separated on some other shit. And when I say other shit, we, he, he wasn't a bad person. Okay. None of my exes have been bad persons. We were sure? all. Hold on, hold on. You sure you mm -hmm. want to say none? Yes, because I can confidently say that. Because even with my most recent ex, I've never said that he was a bad person. There right. are sides of him that I were terrible. <laughs> um, okay, I got you. <laughs> um, but I think that when it comes to however long that person, so let's let's for example, my very first ex was back when I was in college. I was done dirty in that situation. And I tried to go back and fight for it when I should not have um, after a certain period of time. But then I realized that, you know, you did what you were supposed to do in that moment in time. So pat yourself on the back for saying, hey, I want to try to give it, even though they weren't receptive to it. Um, and then with another ex as well, like there have been, like, 
I, I, I'm quick to point a finger and I'm quick to walk away from a situation when, when you've that's wronged true. me um, because I, that's, my, that's my protection. If I'm, if I'm not going to protect nobody. I'm going to protect myself um, at all costs. So if I can't see a way through, I have to see a way out. Mm, so Okay. Um, and that may not have always been the right thing to do, especially with age. With age comes wisdom, or at least it should. Um, yeah. <laughs> and again, I'll say at least it should. Um, mm. It does not always come with that with other folks. But for me in my situation, I have a grown up and <laughs> experienced growth mentally and physically. So um, I needed to to be able to say, hey, I'm a, I'm a different adult now. Okay. Um, where are you? Do you think that it would make sense for us to try this thing out again? So, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Some of us have these toxic ass relationships where we are all, everybody in the relationship is creating some certain level of drama, and you don't need to revisit that shit because right. everybody was wrong. <laughs> everybody was wrong. Um, but I'm also a person that likes closure. Oh, I'm okay. Take me there. Yeah, so I need to know what's happened. I'm, I'm very big on the fact that, like, even it pisses me off when people will ghost me because I'm like, what the fuck did I do to you? I shouldn't be worried about that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we really shouldn't be worried about that because that's really not our concern. That person ghosted you. You know who you should know who you are um, right. and, and have enough confidence in yourself to say, fuck you, motherfucker. You think you're slick. Hello? Because <laughs> that bitch is to give you some money. Right. <laughs> um, but that's not always the case. And so I, I, I sometimes seek out closure when I shouldn't. Um, and that's been both, both a blessing and a curse for me because when it's my dead relief, the shit alone. Hello, all the way. <laughs> um, leave it alone. And here I am like, oh, can you tell me what happened? So I, I, I've had to learn that as a hard lesson. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, that's where I'm at with, it, with that particular. Okay. So would you date one of your exes? Dedrick says yes. I say no. Listen, you all know. I'm going to give you an assignment. Tap in. Let us know what you think. Hit us on a DM. I'm on Instagram at Diamond Kisan. And, and I am at KY2TOO, the number four and the letter U. That's KY2TALL for you. Listen, with him being too tall for you, I got to tell y'all something he did. Dedrick, <laughs> with his raggedy fucking ass, was on social media the other day, and Dedrick did something, y'all, that made even a bitch like me say, <gasps> clutch my pearls. What did I do, child? I do a number of things. <laughs> I cannot close this episode out without telling you all what Dedrick did. What did I do, y'all? When you dog someone out, but when they die, you all tore up at their funeral. Dedrick, you wanna um? Do you wanna? Do you wanna explain to the people when you dog someone out, but when they die, you all tore up at their funeral? Dedrick, you ended up posting this just as a blanket statement. He wasn't talking about no one in particular, but um. How did we arrive at this statement? I, I Let me am tell you Let me tell you something. Guilt is a real thing. Okay. Guilt is a motherfucker. Let me tell you. 
I will be the first to tell you that I know of situations that have happened where people have passed away, and I'm sitting here looking at you like, mm-hmm. like, girl, what? Mm-hmm. So what you mm-hmm. told up for? Did we not have a conversation about how X, Y, Z? Let me let me back you up. Yeah. First of all, we are human, so we are going to make mistakes. <laughs> Come on. I don't give a fuck how you look at it. We are going to make mistakes in our lives. Now, it's up to us to say, oh, my God, I made the mistake, my bad, or live on the fact that you feel like you didn't make a mistake and go on about your business. But in situations where someone has passed along, it is a true showing of guilt when you, the mouse, who have said all of these things about this person or persons, despite the fact that we know they were human um, and they made mistakes. Right. Now you all tore up. You don't get that fucking right to be tore up. Let me just be. Not you taking it right to tore up this yeah. way. And, and let me tell you something. I don't give a damn how anybody takes what I have to say. You don't get that right. You don't get that right, and we can go live about this. We can talk to people in the face about this. I don't give a damn how you feel about it because I stand by what I say. You don't get to be told up about no situation because you dogged that person, talked talk about them like they was a damn dog. And if anything, you tow up because you grief-struck by the fact that the person died, and I said all of these things about the person and how dare I? We finally grew up. Right. <laughs> so we grew up and said, oh, shit. Damn, maybe I shouldn't have, uh, shouldn't have said. But then it was, who, here's the thing. When we make mistakes, we make knee-jerk reactions as people who are, it, are on the, the, the outside of it that say, this motherfucker fucked up. This motherfucker right. did X, Y, Z. So, yes, that's going to happen. But after the fact, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm still cool with him, or either I'm going to be cool with him, I'm going to have a conversation with him, or whatever it's going to look like. But right. if something were that God forbid something happened to him, I, I am standing by the fact that y'all made that shit up. Don't come to my funeral. Toe up when you didn't talk about me like I'm a damn dog. As a matter of fact, take, keep your ass outside and still talk about me. Damn, dick ain't even coming inside. Keep your ass outside. And talk about me from the outside. Still. And that's how I feel about it. The bottom line is, is that you don't get to have... Well, I mean, you get to feel grief-stricken. Absolutely. Okay. But for you to come and be all extra and all blah, blah, blah... No, 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 no. Do you want me to tell you where you went wrong? Because I can tell you where you went wrong. Here you go. You are going to tell the bitch where you went wrong. Look, I ain't got no problems with it. Because the bottom line is I want them to tell me where I went wrong. If I did. Well, and everybody ain't going to get that to me. But is it not possible that they truly do feel this way about the person and not grief-stricken? Because... I mean, is that a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. It's a bad thing when you're grief-stricken, but you didn't take the time while the person was still alive to have a conversation with them and say, mm. hey, friend, you were wrong. Okay. So that's the problem within itself. Because number one, that shows how you are as a friend to how I need to treat you and walk mm-hmm. with you as a friend. Come on. Bitch, you made it up. No. 
Uh, well, friends like that, who the hell needs enemies? Because, mm. you know, I'm the kind of like, oh, who died? Girl, she was a raggedy bitch anyway, so. But the thing is, is that you know that. Like, you had the experience to know who that person was. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong in a situation. Right. What I'm saying is that that was your experience with that person. So what you can't do is come, oh, my God, oh, God. Boy, <laughs> you start telling stories and shit about shit, about, about the good times, the bad times. I'll be on your side forevermore. That's what friend. No, bitch, that's not a friend. You know what I hate? I'm going to just be real. Mm. Oh, my God. I'm about to pull some wigs back. I hate when one of the more popular social media boys pass away, right? And the moment they pass away, everybody was their best friend. Everybody got that one picture they took with them from some best friend. Why you have to leave me? Why you leave me here? Going too soon. Um, I hate how when somebody dies, one of the social media popular individuals, when they die, all of a sudden they also good. The good die young. It ain't possible everybody who died is good. Now I'm just I'm I'm just saying what I'm saying. Um, I hate how when someone passes away all of a sudden, everybody just spoke to them five minutes ago. Like, well, girl, how they had all these conversations in five minutes? All y'all claiming y'all had just spoke to them. And y'all did Okay. So for me, that's a gang a lot of you. I agree with you. I agree. I hate when you want to get up there and, oh, you was my best friend. Right. Thick and thin. Like, no. Because yeah. you fucked this man and you mm-hmm. trying to steal his stuff, and then you steal his credit card and run it up. Like, let's not go there. He said a mouthful, friend. So, I'm just, I don't, Earth is ghetto. Like, I do not like this. Thing. It is. And you know what's so crazy that you said? So, somebody, I saw somebody make a post the other day and said that when someone passes away, it's some I can't remember verbatim. But um, when someone passes away, um, especially if it's something to do with, uh, with like, mental health or something like that, mm-hmm. um, that is the end stages. So the end stages of mental health, so you can't be upset with somebody for being concerned after the fact. And so I pondered on that a little bit, and I was like, huh? Um, so it's not that, that we're upset. <laughs> Um, what it is is that for us that are realists, and I, I'm a realist about everything that I do, like I just can't imagine that you didn't or that you, you tried or didn't do the right thing with your friend or friends, and here we are on the other side of this. Mm. So then you're tore up about something that was, you just shouldn't be. Like, that's just my opinion. I'm like, I'm, I, and the person that wrote that was somebody who's well-known, um, white guy. I can't remember his name, some celebrity uh, or some psychotherapist or whatever who it is. But I'm just, I, I'm really just, I, I pondered on it so much because I'm just like, um, I don't know whether, I don't know how to take that because, 
yes, it's it's the last straw, but I feel like we got to do better. But if I'm your friend getting in your business, like, I need to get in your business. And somebody posted the other day, was like, I don't want you in my fucking business. Well, listen, if I'm your real fucking friend, it's essential for me to be in your fucking business. But the right way. Let's right, right. It's, I mean, yeah, yeah. Right I mean, way. it's not that I'm trying to get in your business to find right. you to use it against you, but for legitimate concern. And that goes back to knowing who your friends are. Yeah. Knowing who you allow in your – listen, I'm not – we're not – I'm not doing this. Yeah. Because, yeah. listen, everybody – hey, friend – now, so listen, have you noticed? And I, I'm, I'm guilty of it, too. I ain't going to see him lie. You know what the time now? Everybody, hey, friend, but friend is spelled F-R-E-N. <laughs> that's, so that's the, that's the new thing. Hey, friend, F-R-E-N. Right. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get that friend is a term of endearment these days. <laughs> you know, it is, an, it is acknowledging an acquaintanceship with the individual, but also stating we're not friends. Right. Hey, friend, go, friend. Shout out to Piggy. Piggy got the song, go, friend, go, friend. That's my Come on, like, Piggy. Okay, Piggy out of Cleveland. She's a bomb-ass rapper. But anyway, so, yeah, I'm just like, okay, I get it. But I got to ask you this. Does go, friend, hey, friend, F-R-E-N, not present a false sense of security in, in a way? Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Right. Because back in the day, we had our friends, we had our associates, we had our acquaintances. We put you in them fucking categories, you knew where you stood. There wasn't a word, friend, that was so close to the word friend, that unless you enunciated it to the point of I just did, you didn't know the difference. Right. So with that said, I'm going to do it like this as Dedrick and I close out, because y'all know he got to go pack with the screws. Um, the, <laughs> you word, got it in there. <laughs> the word friend versus friend, what's your take on it? Yes. One, is there a difference in friend and friend for you, if there's not, explain it. And then two, how do you separate who is a friend and who's a friend? Friend, uh. With all that said, we got to get to our weekend and just got to go pack for this crew. <clears throat> Here we so, go. <laughs> we got a special episode next week. So since Dedrick's going to be on his cruise, we actually had um we had a friend moment the other day. And we was over at Dedrick's house and he was all sitting around the table. And I pressed record. Baby, baby, it's the story for me. Yes. Okay. They let me have it, y'all. Listen. They told me. To <laughs> no, don't tell them. Y'all going to hear in the next episode. <laughs> okay. We'll catch y'all next week with another edition of Weekday Unwind. Until next time, be blessed, be focused, and as always, be ready to unwind. Bye, y'all. This is a Diamond Song production.